your medical career shouldn't consume you. The Catalyst Reclamation course walks you through the neuroscience of burnout and flow, which results in a simple framework to apply every day. You will emerge as a flow-channeled, creative, organized, grounded, embodied, and boundaried physician without succumbing to your cortisol-fueled career. This three-step AHA method combines effective tenants from the Flow Research Collective and the most effective cortisol-lowering modalities rooted in functional medicine and polyvagal psychology. So let's reclaim your energy, autonomy, and joy as you explore the comprehensive workbook of interactive and therapeutic art activities. This is unlike any other type of burnout self-help you've tried before. And guess what? 10 hours of Category 1 AMA PRA CME credits is available with this online course. So join the Catalyst Reclamation course today so that you can have a fresh, entertaining, and unique evidence-based program that gives you sustainable relief. Welcome to The Catalyst, where we explore creative ideas to spark innovation in an unhealthy healthcare system. I'm your host, Dr. Lara Salyer, a physician and mom of three who is reimagining the way I practice medicine after suffering and overcoming burnout. Join me as I teach you how to optimize flow and catalyze your own revolution in healing. Tune in for candid conversations with leading experts in conventional and holistic healthcare who dare to believe a better future is possible for all of us. Life is made of teeny catalytic moments of immense impact. When strung together, the transformation is magical. Join us and let's color outside the lines. Welcome to the Catalyst Podcast. In this episode, you will meet Jenna Pache, a former marketing executive who struggled to balance a career she loved with raising a young family. Overwhelmed, she stayed up late and woke up early to catch up on tasks. This took a toll on her health and left her feeling guilty for not being the mom and passionate servant she aspired to be. Determined to make a change, she became obsessed with how to create a life of greater focus, intention, and balance. That's when she discovered the full focus system. Harnessing its power, she focused on completing the right tasks more efficiently, allowing her to pursue her career while prioritizing her family and well-being. This was so life-changing that Jenna became a full-focus certified pro. Combining her expertise as a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner, she helps other professionals save 10 hours a week so they can repurpose the time they save to finding fulfillment outside of work. Now, listen, I could talk about time management all day, but you're lucky. Jenna and I kept our conversation under an hour. This is so impactful though, because we talked about prioritizing your time using the passion proficiency matrix. We talk about decision fatigue, rituals, routines, systems, and that sneaky little codependent behavior that we have as practitioners wanting to serve others before serving ourselves. She also talks about a lot of the points that we uphold in the Catalyst AHA method creating a flow-channeled and anti-burnout career where we prioritize time management and streamline our life. So enjoy this wonderful conversation with Jenna. Oh my goodness, Jenna Pache, I'm so excited to have you on the Catalyst podcast. Um, we met, I guess, for the second or third time, you know, how the internet is with LinkedIn and just the global community, but we're both residents of Greene County. We're both like entrepreneur women. And I love that you reached out the other day, invited me to this breakfast for women business owners. And it was so cool to see you in person after knowing and hearing and seeing all the wonderful things you do online. So Thanks for coming on the Catalyst podcast today. 
Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to have this conversation. Oh, I'm really excited because I think you and I could probably easily make this like a four hour conversation. I'm going to do my best to keep it under one hour. I've got my my uh, words ready, my questions ready, because you are a unique bird. You not only talk about time management, you know, but also just it came in also through this this vision of knowing about holistic health and functional, you know, nutrition. And you kind of combine these worlds in such a unique and interesting way. But what I love most, which what we'll dive into is the idea that nothing can happen unless we control and manage our time properly. So you could have the best ideas and goals and tasks and all the best intentions in the world, but unless you have a professional or that you have training in how to manage that time properly, you know, it's a lot of just lip service. So thank you, Jenna, tell me a little bit about how you got started and where, what is your story? Absolutely. Well, I was a marketer for 20 years and worked in different organizations, healthcare organizations, uh, higher education, IT, and really just through that, uh, really had an admiration for healthcare, loved serving the folks who serve. And then, you know, 2020 hit, I was actually already working from home and had my second baby. And like a lot of us in functional medicine, then I had my own health crisis. And I was trying to navigate a system that just didn't have time for me or I just wasn't quite sick enough. So navigating the conventional system just didn't work for me. And like a lot of us, I went out to find my own answers. So I went and got certified as a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner and was excited to dive in and get the data. I'm a data geek. I loved that on the marketing side. So I loved that on the, the functional side as well and really just loved trying to optimize what I'm looking at and seeing, oh, if I make this one little change and be 1% better here, how can that help? And so then I just realized as I was having conversations with other moms in my network that we didn't really feel like we had the tools we needed to be successful after having babies. And we were all trying to wear all of these hats and burning ourselves out, right? I mean, it was a very unique time too, but I, you know, I think if the world were in a different place, we're still all trying to to run 15 different things at once. So yes. I knew that I wanted to start a business. My dad was actually a self-employed contractor. So I thought someday this will be me, but then I felt, you know, this is my calling. I'm gonna help other women navigate their health in a way that they're not getting information now. Yeah, well then like a lot of businesses, I started it. And as I started talking to more women, I kept hearing like, Jenna, that sounds great. I know I need to do this, but I just don't have time. I'm too busy chasing kids. I'm too busy trying to get stuff done at work. I, you know, I'm taking care of an aging parent. Like I just don't have time. And I just took that as the universe telling me that. So we need someone to teach them how to have time, right? Because we don't just have more time. We have to create it. So I thought, well, if I can help them create more space, then they can do with that space, whatever they want. If it's prioritize their health, great. If it means they get to spend more time with little kids or an aging parent, that's wonderful. So that's kind of how I've ended up in this corner of the universe. And it feels, it's just so fun to help people have these aha moments and see that they don't have to lead this burnout life that they've gotten so accustomed to. Absolutely. I love so many things about that. Also love that you say aha, because that is the three-step 
process I help practitioners with burnout because you're right when you say we all have time, but we aren't quite possibly maybe leveraging it to our best capabilities. So we get stuck in these like neuroplastic grooves of just habits that we always do or thought patterns or just behaviors. And it's not right or wrong. It's just who we are. And it's great to have that third party look at everything, much like a food diary, you know, like doing a time diary and be like, how are we spending our time? And then having somebody teach you to rethink or behave differently in those moments of feeling overwhelmed and burnout. And boy, um, working women, stay-at-home moms, I mean, burnout is everywhere. So, you know, how do you, you know, it, when looking at running a business, how do you prioritize your time? Yeah, well, the, the very first thing I do is put guardrails on my work, which was really a struggle for me before I had kids because work could expand into all, you know, all hours. My husband and I both worked. And so if we worked late, it wasn't a big deal, right? But as soon as you start adding these tiny humans in who need things from you, it's very different. So, uh, adding guardrails was really the first step for me. This is when I'm going to start work and this is when I'm going to stop work was really helpful because I don't want to be the mom, you know, who ends up, and I've been there before, you know, when, when my kids were littler that, you know, I'm working on a Saturday to catch up on reporting and my three-year-old comes up and says, mom, when are you going to be done so we can go outside and play? And it just, it tears apart your heart. So that was the first commitment I made was I won't be working weekends and I won't be working after a certain time. But then once you set those guardrails, you realize that, oh, I don't have a lot of time, especially now I have a kindergartner and I've made the commitment that I'm going to be picking him up from school. So now I have two fewer hours in a day. So then what it really comes down to for me is setting a focus. So rather than having a crazy to-do list, which I know we're never really taught how to work, I feel. So we just start making this to-do list based on our email. And then what comes of that is this list that isn't prioritized, right? Like finishing a business proposal or reviewing a client's chart or whatever that is, lines up right next to buying stamps. And the two things just aren't created equal. So prioritizing your list is another huge thing, you know, so I started really diving into what are the big three things that I need to get done today. And some days it might be a big one because I have three meetings and I don't have any time to do something than just one. So when I'm creating that big three, then I look at what are my goals? Where's my business going? And where's my life going? You know, I'm coaching my kiddos soccer team and we have practice at five o'clock. So what time do I have to shut off work? Maybe it's a little early so I can be there on time, but maybe my daily big three is something like, you know, creating marketing copy for a new product that I plan to launch, right? So they should be big things, but then I block out time first thing in my morning every day to get these things done. So once I get these done, then if I accomplish nothing else through the day, I still feel accomplished rather than staring at a to-do list that just always makes me feel drained. So Absolutely. those are the yeah, I love that advice. And that that really hits home for a lot of us that are trying to manage, I guess, little bits of personality, right? I, I believe, or not I believe, I really like the internal family systems parts work. We're all a bunch of different parts. We're the mom part, we're the doctor part, the coach part, the, the good friend, the good citizen. You know, we play a lot of parts in people's lives and it can be put in one huge bucket. And just like when you look at your life domains, you cannot be putting your time equally in all the domain. It just is impossible. You have to kind of look at your life and say, okay, which ones are we highlighting this semester, this quarter, you know, which ones are more important and deserving of my attention. And I love how you mentioned this, even on a microscopic level on a day, right? You can't, can't do everything in one day. And rather than having these concrete, you know, um, 
envisions that, you know, you're going to get all these things accomplished, like buying stamps and rewriting some online copy. Those are not equal. They're not the same. Learning to prioritize is super important. Would you say, like, what are the common time management pitfalls you see specifically in health providers? And what would you tell them to do differently? Yeah, so I think the the big first one is just stop working from, from a to-do list, right? Work with a daily big three or a daily big one, whatever it is. And once you get the important things done, you'll feel like you're making progress and then you can move on to the busy work. I think the other one that we tend to do, especially if, you know, if you're starting your own practice and you're as a solopreneur, you haven't hired any help yet, is you feel like you have to wear all the hats. And so I like to think about the things that we do on a matrix of passion and proficiency. And when I think about that, it's like, well, there's things that we're really good at. They're probably the things that we started our business for, right? They're the things we're really good at. We're really passionate about. I call that the desire zone. That's the space where we want to spend most of our time, right? But we end up getting bogged down by the busy work. And that's the, that's the drudgery zone. That's the stuff where I hate doing this. I feel like I'm not any good at it, but because I'm running a business, this stuff just needs to get done. And so that's a, a common misstep I see is that I have to do all of these things. But I think a big, again, aha moment is when folks do the math of what would it really take to delegate this and actually not delegating it is costing you more time. So my exercises that I do with my clients is called dropping your drudgery. And it's, you know, first let's just make a list of the things that you absolutely hate doing that, you know, take so much emotional energy from you. And then let's look at that list and say, what can you eliminate, automate or delegate? So you don't have to do that thing. So we can repurpose that time into your, desire zone into your zone of genius. Yes. Oh, we need more of this, Jenna. This is it's brilliant. <laughs> You're right. I mean, it's very similar. I call it my post-it purge technique. I tell people just to purge it out. You know, when we all have overwhelm, it feels like every little thing is bothering us from the sock on the floor, from the laundry basket to the extra long stoplight that we're stopped at because we're running late, you know. And so just having that time, like you said, where you write out everything and you see, you know, what I, you know, I haven't, do it in post-it notes so they can move it around a wall and they can say, okay, I'm going to put all the ones I love. I cannot wait to do these. These are, like you said, the passion and the ones that are just like, okay, they need to be done, but I don't want to do them. Like we need more of this. So tell me, what do you think? Why is it that practitioners aren't delegating? Why do you think that is? Do you think it's a little bit of self-sabotage, a little perfectionism? What do you think? Well, I can't speak to everyone, but for me personally, it was perfectionism, right? It was that idea that it's really hard for me to let this go because no one can do this as good as I can do it, right? Especially when it's my business. But one of the things that I've realized, I was a marketer for 20 years. Marketing my own business, being a marketer, is extremely hard. So I think it's that idea of that there are going to be other people who might bring a different perspective in a way that I don't see it. And related to the time, a huge aha moment for me was that point when I realized, oh, there's people who enjoy doing the things that I hate. And it was like, so I can delegate that thing and they'll feel like they're either progressing or, you know, I will at least feel like that someone is enjoying that stuff and it's a better use of my time. But also it's that, it's that idea that like, it's going to cost me something. You know, I'm, if I'm just a solo entrepreneur, all I have is my time. Well, what we don't realize is that time costs money. You know, So if you run a simple equation in the numbers, pick a, an average hourly for you. For easy math, let's call it $100. You're all probably charging more than that, but let's call it $100. And uh, I'm not a numbers person, so I really hate doing my taxes. 
<laughs> so, you know, let's say it takes me six hours to do my taxes. Probably shouldn't take a normal human that long, but let's say six hours. So that's $600 that it's costing me because I'm taking six of my hours to do it, right? Well, if I were to pay a tax professional and gather up my things, maybe it takes me an hour to gather my things. I hand it off to them. It takes them an hour or two. If I pay them $100, well, that only cost me $300 rather than the $600 situation in the first place. And they probably enjoyed doing it. And the final product was so much better than it would have been if I would have done it, right? So the cost savings there is still $300. So when we ask, actually do the math, it makes sense. But I think we get so caught in our own heads that I don't, I can't spend the money when we don't realize that like, it's still costing you something. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. It's still costing you something. I want to underscore that. You're right. There's a scarcity money mindset that we work through, especially if you're in the entrepreneur segment of the health careers, because we think, A lot of us that are in health careers obviously are high achievers, perfectionistic, very smart because we had to be that way to get where we're at. And so Mm -hmm. by nature, we think, oh, well, of course I could balance a book or of course I could write that, you know, marketing copy. I I could do that. Yes, you probably could. But should you like like you said, Mm -hmm. it's costing you your your energy is what I like to say, not just time and money, but your energy. I mean, yes, you could do it. But guess what? Someone could probably do it faster. You know, it may not be the same, but it could be faster and, and it frees you up to do like what you said, your zone of genius and something that you love doing. So I have a question. How do you think health providers can apply process optimization principles to their practices, even if they're not in the corporate world? Yeah. So I think from the, the optimizing mindset that let's just be 1% better. That's how we need to think about our processes and how we want our practices or our businesses or however you might apply it. Right. So every time that I'm looking at something, I'm thinking, how can I make this better? I think this really also comes down to what kind of rituals and routines do you have? Because there's this, there's this idea of decision fatigue. And that's the idea that we have 35,000 something decisions that we make in a day. But each one tears down our willpower a little. And side tangent, I don't believe in willpower because I feel like it's a muscle that gets tired. But the idea of having routines and habits and rituals in place is that you focus on something once. You create a system to do that thing. And then you put that on autopilot, right? This is like, when was the last time you actually thought about the the order in which you shower your body? Right. You just know how it works. And that's why some of our best ideas come to us in the shower is because our brain is free to take care of other things. So in this way, if you can touch something once and create a system and then run the system, there are fewer decisions that you need to make. I still think it's important to revisit that system, you know, at least once, twice a year to make sure that there isn't a way you can improve it. But the more you can systemize, the more it's not about like, What's my willpower today for following up with clients or for putting out marketing posts or anything like that? And I was just listening to a podcast from Ed Milet the other day. And one of the things that I love that he said, the difference between successful people and people who just do okay is that those people you think are successful are doing the needle moving things every day because it's not sexy to do whatever it is you're doing every day, right? You get this leadership fatigue, but the idea that when you have routines in place and you do it every day, then it just becomes who you are and you move farther faster. So I apply that to the operations mindset. How can we touch something once, create a system and then work the system so we can free up our mental brain power? Oh, yes. Oh my goodness. Yes, yes. So much yes. 
Hey, have you visited the Catalyst Way yet? It's an online hub designed just for you, where we spark your creativity, passion, and flow to build your own self-expressive medical career. There's so much to explore inside the Catalyst Way. If you're a functional medicine practitioner, check out our Catalyst Studio Mentorship, your gateway to membership micropractice, with everything you need to grow and scale your functional medicine business, including private mentor sessions, masterminds, access to quarterly legal lounges, and much more. Or peek inside the world's first digital subscription delivery box service that delivers monthly content to make your functional medicine clinic run effortlessly, including customizable infographics, SOPs, templates, and hand-selected mastermind recordings. Or maybe you just want some entertaining and useful CME. You'll find that at the Catalyst Reclamation CME online course. You'll learn neuroscience behind burnout, embrace flow, master your calendar, fortify boundaries, and transform your burnout into boundless energy and joy using our three-step AHA method. It's approved for 10 hours of AMA Category 1 CME. Use the code PODCAST for 10% off. And because I'm a practical mom of three, guess what? The Catalyst Way also has tons of freebie content too. My favorite is the Catalyst Compass Quiz, which matches you to an ideal jumpstart strategy to find your spark. But I also love the free Catalyst Calendar Time Management System and Functional Micropractice Checklist. It's all here at the Catalyst Way. Visit drlarasalier.com forward slash catalyst to start coloring outside the lines. We're creating empowered, self-expressive clinicians as catalysts who lead healthcare transformation. Are you a catalyst? Visit drlarasalier.com forward slash catalyst now. I love systems, right? I mean, it gives you that safety net. And I think when people look at entrepreneurs or, you know, especially in a functional medicine realm, they look at, oh my gosh, but you've got all these things going on. And with the internet, it makes you look like you're on all the time. You're doing, no, it's a system that you've been carefully curating. And I like the 1%, you know, um, as we exponentially just put in that 1% effort to polish that system and then just fall back and rely on that system, touching it once, putting that email where it needs to go, or, you know, starting that SOP with the assistant that, you know, you, you may have spent a good couple minutes to creating it in the beginning, which is the slog that I think a lot of people give up. It's it's that um, struggle part of the of the flow cycle. You know, when we're in that top part of that flow cycle, it's it's kind of hard. It's high cortisol, high norepinephrine. You feel kind of like you're not doing it right because it's taking forever. And if you just continue building that system, it gets so much easier because there's that breakthrough that you can rely on it and you can give it to the right people. I love that. And the shower analogy is so true. The more you do these systems and you really build this into who you are, then your brain's free to be creative and you actually feel like you've almost spawned yourself and you've got so much more energy. Um, tell me more though about, okay, you kind of touched on it already is, and I noticed this too, when I first launched in 2017, I had, you call them guardrails, guide rails, I think. Guardrails. Guardrails, yeah. Yeah, of a start and stop. And I remember being somewhat bitter because I had to drop off my kids and pick them up. And I called it mover duty. And I had mover duty, mom, Uber. But actually, that ended up being the biggest blessing because creativity needs that container and that space. And boy, was I productive because I knew I only had those, those many hours. And so I ended up loving it because I got bonus time to see my kids. So tell me about boundaries. How do you think, you know, people struggle with, we're in a service-oriented profession. We want to people please. We want to make people feel better. And so 
how how do you recommend that we set boundaries when we know it's going to disappoint other people? Well, I think the first step is just making peace with the idea that we can't please everyone. A lot of us were raised to be people pleasers. We are recovering people pleasers. But I think when we get to that point mentally and our own personal growth journey where we realize that if we're not pleasing ourselves, we're not growing to our fullest potential and serving the world. You know, there's a great Marianne Wilson quote that talks about like playing small isn't serving the world. So when you are playing small by, you know, pleasing people, spending your time in the way they should spend it, you're not living into your full God-given potential either. So then I start to think about evaluating your calendar. All right, so let's be realistic and you've set these guardrails and maybe there are some things that fall outside the guardrails that you need to say no to, right? First, evaluate the calendar. And then if you decide there's things that you need to let go of so you can prioritize the right things, I believe in the power of a positive no. It was popularized by Michael Hyatt in some of his books, but it's this idea of, it's kind of like the sandwich feedback, you know, if you've ever had a team. It's positive, negative, positive. So it's the idea of, let's say you're on the PTO and you really just want to drop that to prioritize, repurpose that time. You would say something like, you know, I've really enjoyed serving the PTO. I believe this organization is doing really important things for our families and our students. However, based on my season of life, I just don't have the time to commit to this and really give it what it deserves to be successful. So I'd like to pass the baton to someone who's able to put in the time that it deserves. And then you pass it back. I'd be willing to help you find that person or I'd like to help phase out by this day so you guys can continue to do your great work and I'll support you on the back end in any way I can, just let me know. Positive, negative, positive. And you actually sometimes leave people feeling like, oh, they really appreciated me. This was a really thoughtful conversation and they don't always have that negative, like, oh, they just dropped and I gotta go find somebody new, which is the reality of it. Absolutely, and I think it's contagious. I've Whenever I've used the positive no on whether it's friends, colleagues, um, even patients. I mean, they don't even recognize it sometimes that it's setting a boundary because it can feel so nice, you know, like, mm -hmm. oh, I'm so, I'm so glad you thought of me for this project. I'm honored. Unfortunately, right. my calendar, you know, does not have availability until next year. So if you can wait that long, you know, whatever. Um, but I love that, you know, when we do these things, I can remember a distinct time. It was a simple women's club in Greene County. You know, Monroe has these women's clubs and I, and they're fun. You get to meet other women. It's a great fundraiser, but it came upon I, one October many years ago when I just was so overwhelmed. I had all these things going on. And I basically said, you know what? I committed to doing this, but I mismanaged my energy. I thought I would have energy and it's it's a Thursday and I am all out of energy. I'm going to choose to stay home and take a hot bath. I literally said this to the group of women at the table and lo and behold, all of them were like, oh my gosh, that's awesome. I, I need to start doing that. You know, people don't realize that you can say no and be honest about, yeah, I miss, I guess I miscalculated. I thought I could have the energy I don't, you know? Um, and I think it's, it's great because then people start standing up for their own time. I love that, that transparency of saying, and here's why, because I think, again, the thing that we're really good at is telling people what they should do, but not modeling it. It's one of the lessons I learned as a parent early on is this idea of, you know, the behaviors we want are caught, not taught. So if we can start modeling self-care and setting boundaries, and, you know, our patients and the people around us are more likely to do that. Uh, the other thing that I've really started trying to instill in people is, no is a sentence in and of itself yes. if if it needs to be or so is no i have another commitment 
even if the other commitment is to yourself, it is still a commitment that you have made. That's not a lie. That's not, you know, saying that you can't do it because you're going to go do this pretend thing. It's no, you made a commitment to yourself and you're honoring that. Absolutely. I think being in the Midwest, you and I both are in the culture of the passive aggressiveness of the sugar coating of the managing someone else's emotions, because that's just the Midwest culture. You know, it's, it's, we take forever to say goodbye at parties. We, we say yes to everything and then just don't show up. And, you know, it's all these weird, you know, as opposed to New York culture, which is very direct and, you know, and very abrasive, but yet, you know, they understand if you say no, you say no. And, and Midwest, it's so, you know, kind of sugar eggshell stepping. And so to be kind of that rebel and say, yeah, yeah, you know, I wanted to come. Absolutely. But I, I can't, I mismanage my time. I'm going to stay home or whatever that is. Um, It's hopefully going to be the leading edge of a domino that falls down and, and we can recreate this for all women that especially are struggling with overwhelm. Um, What would you say, you know, functional health practitioners often will attached to the outcome of their patients or clients because they really want them to feel better. And that can be a slippery slope that I've seen inside my mentorship because we're really wanting to prove that, look, we're, we're giving good medicine, good care. And, you know, and then we prioritize those clients or patients health over our own. So how can we as functional practitioners integrate self-care into our routines without feeling guilty? Do you have any recommendations there? Well, first, I think there's a mindset shift that is... I read this somewhere once that it's the idea that our patients like us have to be active in their own rescue. So we can help them, but we still can't be the ones to make the nutritional choices for them. We can't be the ones who help them remember to decide to take the supplements, right? Or to to get out and be active. These are habits and routines that we can try to help them with, but ultimately they're in charge of their actions. And so they need to be active in their own rescue. And with that, then it's the idea that we have to put on our mask first before helping others. So how can we be involved in our own rescue? And again, that's providing the example, the opportunity. So something that that I like to do um, when I was still a health coach and now in my time management business is creating meeting-free zones where I know that these are days where I'm not going to take meetings. You know, I, I certainly have my backstage time, which is Saturday and Sunday. I don't do any work on those days, but also I have, um, I'm sorry, offstage and then backstage time is that time where I don't take any meetings. So I would just challenge folks to say, can you take meeting-free afternoons or maybe a meeting-free day or two? What could you do in that space? Not just for your business. You know, it's nice to have some deep uninterrupted work time, but also does that mean like you take summer Fridays so you can pick up the kids or have long weekends or maybe go get a massage or, you know, go for a swim out in the lake because it's beautiful and it's nice to enjoy the outdoors and we all need some nature and some fresh air. So I think that, that those things first creating a calendar that allows you to do that, but then also even being more intentional. So I really like this idea of doing a weekly preview. So before your week ever starts, you take a look at first last week. I think we don't, none of us do enough reflection to learn from our lessons. And as such, we are taught the same lesson over and over again until we internalize it. But I love looking at the prior week and saying, you know, what went didn't, what can I, I, then we do the kiss, keep, improve, start, stop. And then I, so I look at my work day, what could I have gotten done differently? But then I can look at 
at your example, like, well, I was supposed to go to this networking event, but I really mismanaged my energy and I couldn't go. So how can I prevent that from happening? Maybe that means on days that I network, I don't start work until a little later. So I'm filled up or before I go to a networking event, I'm going to black out an hour of time to just do some yoga, meditate, go for a walk so I can show up as my best self and bring my best energy. Right. And then that comes into how can I intentionally plan the next week and create space and then say, where am I going to connect? Because I'm a human and I need to have relationships. Where am I going to relax? When am I going to go to sleep? What do I want to do? And I think if we just run, run, run at each day without a plan, it's really easy to feel like we're out of control. But with an intentional plan, it's so much easier to move forward. Yes. Oh, I feel like, okay. You know, back in the day when you're dating somebody and like you're asking your mom, you know, I'm going to go out and she says to put on a jacket. It's too cold and you don't want to listen to her. And then you go to dad and he says the same thing. And I feel like you're doing that for me. I love this because like (laughs) I coach on this all the time inside my mentorship and in inside any of the courses or any of the team building workshops I lead. I talk about looking at weekly planning and having a date with yourself. And it doesn't have to be an hour long. It's just looking forward, looking backward and planning with precision because our brains like to separate the planning from the execution. And if you try to reactively plan your day when you wake up, it never works. You know, suddenly you're feeling tired. Maybe you didn't have a good night of sleep and now you're everything's falling apart. And But if you have these systems in place and you pre- proactively look ahead and you manage, like you said, knowing the energy you come into a space, knowing, gosh, these last three weeks, I've really been running on fumes on Friday. I wonder why. Oh, maybe it's because I stay up late every Thursday night, you know, and all these ways of being a human inside your own meat skeleton, it helps you become a better you. And I love that you're echoing this in the phrases you use about the big three and the planning and, you know, just knowing yourself better. So this is fantastic. So one more little tidbit there. I I just did some posts about this, but uh, a little productivity hack, I guess, communication hack. Uh, Typically we're not operating in a silo, right? There's other humans around us who depend on us, but when you can take that preview to the next level and maybe on a Sunday night, sit down with your partner and say, here's what's going on this week. Here's when I'm picking up the kids. Here's what you're doing. Hey, I need you to do drop off or pick up because I'm doing this. Like, I don't know how many parents I've talked to where they're like, we dropped this ball because we didn't communicate. Or I told, I'm not trying to be stereotypical, but it was from a woman. I told him and he forgot because he didn't write it down. I forget things because they don't write them down. But it's just one of those scenarios where you're like, well, let's stop dropping balls as a parental unit and do this together can be done in 10 minutes so fast. Oh my gosh. And hello, technology. I mean, hello, we love a good Google calendar. I mean, sometimes that's what you communicate with is just like inner, you know, passing Google calendar invitations. Like, oh yeah, yeah, you're supposed to pick up the kids there. And thank goodness for technology. It really helps us expand. Yeah. No, this has been really exciting. Do you have any last, I guess, tips that you want to share with our listeners? Yeah. So I think the... The last piece I'll just leave you with is just the idea of routines and trying to internalize them. So a lot of us think about our morning routine. These are really sexy right now. What's your morning routine? What are you doing? Um, And some of us have an evening routine, right, to make sure we get to bed on time. But when you're thinking about trying to get your workday together, I like to think about a workday startup and a workday shutdown routine. So I compare this to like, 
the LeBron James throwing chalk in the air before a game, right? It's your pregame ritual. It's what you do to get yourself in a groove or a flow state like you talk about so that you can be intentional throughout your day. And then how can you shut off your day so you can exist with your kids without thinking about that work or, you know, wherever you move off to after work, but planning tomorrow intentionally today, because ultimately my goal and hopefully a lot of us, we started these things because we wanted time freedom or freedom of some kind, right? But being a slave to our business is really kind of what we create unintentionally. So all of these are just tools and hacks to try to help you achieve more in less time so that you can repurpose that to wherever that matters. Let's say it's a side project or you know, taking care of parents, working on your health, whatever those things are. But leveraging these things and these systems and even the right frame of brain helps you accomplish more in less time so you can really enjoy the business that you've created. I love this. Jenna, thank you so much for joining us here. You are definitely preaching to the choir who loves preaching about this as well, because nothing beautiful or wonderful can happen unless you honor yourself and your own inner creativity and inner vibrancy and invest in yourself enough to, to envision a better future, having this blank canvas and designing a work-life masterpiece that is uniquely yours, that feels like home and it's personalized. And the biggest bottleneck, that, or I should say the tiniest bottleneck that we need to move through is time management. And you've really eloquently talked about it so well. So where can people find more of you? Absolutely. So the best place to get in touch is at First Light Coach on Instagram. And if you'd like to learn more, have a uh, time management quiz over there you can take and figure out where you are and get some insights from me there. So thank you so much. This has been such a fun conversation. Oh, absolutely. I love that we're both cheesehead, you know, neighbors just in Green County. And I look forward to more times we get to have our breakfast together. And thank you again for serving our community um, everywhere and in terms of time management and just becoming the most vibrant self that we can. So thank you, Jenna. And to everybody listening, please like and subscribe, share this ep episode with a colleague and continue coloring outside the lines to catalyze your ideal work-life masterpiece. Until next time, have a great day. One of the main problems in functional medicine delivery is overwhelm. The future is visual. If you're a holistic or integrative practitioner looking to streamline your steps and build your own creative practice, let me help make it easy and flow channeled for you. Check out my premium subscription box delivery service. This is the first digital delivery service just for medical practitioners that are trying to put more functional and integrative principles into their practice. Subscribers get monthly deliveries of digital tools right to your inbox. Your first welcome box includes immediate access to over 60 editable functional medicine infographics. Yep, these are designed specifically for functional medicine. It makes your patient explanations easier, adherence is faster, and it's more fun. You also get a complimentary mentoring session with me, a one-on-one -on -one Zoom session, so I can help you highlight your bottlenecks and help you sequence your next steps. You also get a free copy of my book, Right Brain Rescue. Now, each month, you will have a new digital delivery box, and it will contain a new infographic release that's also editable, vaulted masterclasses from inside my Catalyst Studio 12-month mentorship, as well as SOPs, templates, and other digital tools you can apply in your clinic. There's no contract you can cancel anytime. It's like having a mini mentorship delivered conveniently right to your inbox. 
Everyone deserves to paint their own work-life masterpiece, and now we can color outside the lines together. Head to drlarasalier.com forward slash shop and check out the premium subscription box delivery service. I can't wait to work with you. Thank you for listening and subscribing to the Catalyst Podcast. My vision is a world without burnout, and my mission is to teach 1 million medical professionals how to tap into creativity and flow to increase joy and well-being. We all deserve a medical career that is self-expressive, unique, and creative. You can help by signing up for my newsletters. One of my highest values is gratitude, so I love giving back. And each newsletter is gamified. The more you share, the more you win. It's easy to sign up. Just go to drlarasalier.com forward slash win. Thank you for coloring outside the lines with me.